This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody coming at you on a Tuesday. We just got off the phone here with Ed Ogeron from his weekly media availability during fall camp. And it was one of those weekends for LSU. Never a dull moment. Uh, and certainly in 2020, it was probably one of the uh, weekends that you look back on and you say, oh boy, this was uh, just uh, quite the interesting weekend uh, for LSU. And now they've got to come together, next man up, as Ed Ogeron said, with Jamar Chase and Tyler Shelvin opting out. And with me to talk about what all went down this weekend, Shay Dixon. Shay, uh, it's kind of funny. One of our uh, uh, media friends, Ross Dellinger, <laughs> tweeted out his timeline from 2015, 2016 uh, of all the craziness. This weekend kind of felt like one of those times where it just wasn't going well for LSU. And uh, but now they've got to certainly move on without Jamar Chase and Tyler Shelvin and Ed Ogeron uh, addressed plenty of that uh, on. Uh, Tuesday with us. Yeah, well, it wasn't all bad news. They got a commitment from Nathaniel Wiggins on Friday, a commitment from Jalen Shedd on Sunday. Um, I don't know if that those two coming in makes everyone feel better about Shelvin and Chase going out. I'm going to guess the answer would be no, is what everyone is is laughing out loud right now saying. But um, we'll, we'll go with the long play there. Let's see how those two uh, wind up being for him down the line. But yes, it was uh, it was an interesting weekend, and, and it was because there was so much buzz around, oh, there's rumors of some big opt-outs around college football, and then it was LSU, and then it was, is it Chase? And then that became you know public that it was, and then Shelvin uh, also became public on Monday, and they sort of got a double dose of it. And Orgeron said, look, he's up to four guys that have opted out now, Kerry Vincent and Neil Farrell being the others, and he said everybody's got their own reasons, and uh, Farrell, for instance, he's coming back. He's not preparing for the NFL draft. He said it's family concerns and uh, he's just going to sit out this season and return. Uh, and then there's guys like Chase and Shelvin and Vincent who said, I'm done with college now. I'm going to start training for the NFL draft. Uh, and obviously they won't play for LSU again in 2021. It stings because, boy, I was excited to watch Chase play. I mean, we saw how amazing he was a year ago. I wanted to see him with Brennan. Uh, I certainly wanted to see him with. Uh, another year under his belt, the jump he made from freshman to sophomore year was unbelievable. He went from a 300-yard a guy to a, well over 1,000 and breaking the school's records for uh, touchdown catches in a year and, and uh, guess what, Re receiving total yards in a year. I think got to around 1,700 yards. So I was pumped to see that. And, and I thought that Shelvin, I mean, I was a big fan of Shelvin a year ago. And even though he's always battled these offseason weight issues, he was in great, and I wouldn't say he's not in great shape. He was able to stay out there a lot last year. And, and that became a theme that we were like, dude, he's out repping the linebackers and the DBs in terms of how often they need to come in and out. And, and they could really rely on him. And, and I think now, and this is what people want to hear is, I'll give my two cents on both and you can go with yours, but who steps up and who, 
I guess, uh, really holds or, or carries the weight of these guys being gone on their shoulders. I don't look as quick to the bench and say, okay, well, who's the third receiver now? You got to move Marshall up and then McMath. And, and that's the guy that everyone needs to be focusing on right now. I think that it's all going to fall on Marshall for starters because combine what at receiver last year, not only did Marshall have a great year, but Justin Jefferson and Chase had 37 combined touchdowns. They both went over a thousand yards and they're not going to put out those type of numbers again. It was a, a lightning in a bottle year for them offensively, but that's a lot of production. And, and the number one receiver is the guy that's going to have to carry that load. I think this is a great opportunity for him. And I'll say it's a great opportunity for Eric Gilbert, who we already knew he's the highest ranked tight end in 24 seven history. He's a beast. Um, stick around at the end of the pod. I'll drop an Eric Gilbert uh, story or two from that I've heard from practices, but he's already going to be a, someone who's going to get, 40, 50 targets on the year. Could it be more than that? We'll see. I don't know. That's a ton for a tight end, obviously. But we saw them get Thaddeus Moss involved a year ago. You take him out of the equation and the two receivers, and I think that Gilbert has to have a huge year. I'm more curious defensively what it means and, and curious to your take of, is it next man up like Apu, or is it, man, now they really need some of these edge rushers or some of these other guys to develop because – everyone viewed Shelvin as the stud on the D-line. Without Tyler Shelvin, it, it does take a little bit of a turn. It, but on, at the same token, Ed Ogeron reported that he was up to 375 pounds, and whether you're running a 4-3 or a 3-4, a nose tackle, a defensive tackle at 375, that's, that's a lot of weight. And that's a lot of snaps. He's probably not going to be able to play at that weight, which with everything going on with COVID and the offseason these guys had – you probably thought they'd have to play more guys than ever. And that's why I look to Jaqueline Roy. I look to Jacoby and Guillory. You mentioned Apu Iko, which is, yes, 100%. He's going to be in the mix there as well. And then they have guys like Glenn Logan still who could you know, end up playing defensive tackle as well. And I think he will in all likelihood in this 4-3 as they make the move over there. Now, Ali Gay seems to have some versatility to him. Sony Fanua could probably have some versatility to him to allow him to move inside. Eric Taylor. Uh, it, it is going to be interesting to see who steps up, but shout out Ed Ogeron and Bill Johnson for putting together a defensive line class in 2020 that allows them losing Tyler Shelvin to maybe not hurt as much. And he is a difference maker when he out, he's out there. And there are some people that do think he's a potential first-round pick, but probably not at 375 pounds. And certainly in a 4-3 that Ed Ogeron wanted to be more aggressive, get after the passer a little bit more. Tyler Shelvin, you know, is, is, is in a transition, would have been in a transition from uh, certainly a scheme that fit him a little bit better in that 3-4, you know, occupy two, sometimes three blockers to – a 4-3 defense that they want them getting after the passer and, and and certainly being a little bit more aggressive. So I look to the younger guys like Jaqueline Roy, like Jacoby and Guillory to provide that depth and take some snaps that uh, certainly they would have gotten anyway, but even more of uh, those snaps and and work with Apu Aika and, and some of the other guys on that defensive line to step up in place of Tyler Shelvin. I think with Chase, you hit it right on the head. Ed Ogeron also noted Coy Moore last week, who, who stepped up. Uh, he did tell us on Tuesday that he was a little banged up uh, also. And so now 
Uh, it was Kayshawn Butte that had a huge day to start off the week. And, and you kind of expect that from a five-star receiver and uh, somebody that, that we ha- are really, really high on at 24-7 sports to be that one of the next great uh, LSU receivers to come through. So I think you hit the nail on the head. As far as the recruits from the weekend, uh, two pretty good pickups. They got to get a little bit better. You can't have a Friday news dump with a top 75 prospect in, in Nathaniel Wiggins. They should have worked out uh, that timing a little bit better with the birthday party. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. At 10, 1030 at night. Hey, look, I think Nathaniel Wiggins is going to be great at. You said the same on the board many times. This is someone where everyone at 24-7 seems high on. So, yeah, it's, he did. you don't want to commit at 1030 on a Friday night. That's not when – and maybe, you know what, he's not in it for the clout because if he was, he would have done it at noon on a Monday or something like that. He didn't really care uh, if – it got a million retweets or not. I can respect that. And I don't know if that's, a, I, actually, I think he was like having a birthday party and ended up just releasing it late. But I like to think that he did it because he wasn't really worried about the clout. Yeah. Big pickup for LSU on the recruiting front in that respect. We'll talk a little bit more recruiting uh, on the next podcast later in the week. Seven spots, eight maybe to go in the 2021 class as it stands. We're going to have a lot more to share on that on the next edition of the Go 24 7 podcast. But what we'll do right now, We'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. And the main thing we're going to take a look at is, uh, one, uh, Shea has some Eric Gilbert stories to share, which is perfect. Who doesn't want to hear about uh, the the five-star prospect uh, on 24-7, the number one tight end, the highest-rated tight end in 24-7 sports history, and how he's doing in fall camp. And we'll also look a little bit more to the offensive line as they returned uh, to full strength as well this week. So we'll do that on the other side of this break from the Go 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. A quick reminder, guys, to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you do your podcast listening. We're coming up on, I believe, 150 reviews, so pretty awesome stuff there from you guys who've been out there listening. And also, big shout out to everybody who subscribed to Go247.com in the month of August with our 50% off annual uh, VIP subscription deal as well. We had a big response to that you can still get 30% off annual subscriptions to get covered all the way through the college football season and into next summer. So feel free to do that. Shay at Ogeron reported that the offensive line after a large number of the group was quarantined due to possible COVID-19 exposure uh, was back on Monday. And it's a big deal because last week, and I I feel like he was a little bit uh, more uh, uh, not – you know, I, th- I thought he was more honest than I, I figured he would have been talking about this situation with the offensive line when he said, look, we couldn't do any physical practices last week and, and, you know, really the week prior without that group, of course. And so now they're back. He said they got after it in practice. And uh, he also revealed that Joe Evans moved back to the defensive line to provide some depth on that side. Appears like Chase and Hines has really taken things over at the right guard spot. But 
some positive news on the team front after kind of a, a weird uh, weekend. Yeah, and I mean, I thought that it's good that all the look the O line being back is is huge, and we know that I've kind of gone back and forth on this debate, and now I think I'm I'm healthily on uh, very strongly on one side of it. I was saying all offseason I'm worried about the O line, and that was they lost four or five starters, but Dare Rosenthal, some of these guys, Chase and Hines, you mentioned him, Ed Ingram, they've started before, they just weren't full time starters, and now they are, and they're older, and They've been in the program long enough. Liam Shanahan, you found a center. We'll see how good he is. Uh, he's been playing at Harvard. That's a jump up to LSU and, and SEC competition. But uh, he's a fifth-year guy who they seem high on uh, and certainly can, uh, in the middle side, handle uh, what Lloyd Cushenberry did a year ago. I'm starting to not worry. I'm starting to wonder about the defense because I look around and Tyler Shelvin's gone. Neil Farrell's gone. Justin Thomas is gone. We had heard TK McClendon had some promise. Now he's transferred out of the program or he's into the portal. Uh, and then toss in Richard Lawrence and Fahoko and Chase on guys that were on last year's team. And it's just, it doesn't look like your normal D line. And I think they're in a bit of a waiting game, right, Billy? It's you've got Andre Anthony who they seem most confident in. And then you've got Trevez Moore playing D end on the opposite side, a senior coming uh, out of a few years now in the program after signing uh, from a Juco in Mississippi and then on the interior with no Shelvin, yeah, you've got a Puaika, and you can imagine maybe him and Guillory are going to play some. And you've got Glenn Logan, who's got 30-plus starts uh, and is a really solid player, but no one's saying Glenn Logan's going to be a first-round pick or, or anything like that. You know what you're getting in Glenn Logan. I think they've, they're waiting, right, on Jaquelin Roy, on B.J. Ojolari, who they've been super high on, on what Ollie Gay could potentially do after signing in December uh, as a Juco guy who's a bit older than the freshman. So physically, he's probably a little bit closer to being ready. Uh, Philip Webb's been talked up a good bit. He's playing on the defensive line now as an end. We know Pliny wants to be more aggressive. We know they're going to put four defensive linemen down. We know that Orgeron, because of the attrition, is probably going to put a lot more of his focus in practice on bringing those guys along uh, with Bill Johnson and, and Christian Lockator and all of them. I think they've got great potential, and certainly the young guys seem like they certainly have great potential, but that's one I'm curious about because we've seen before, and, and 2018, Orgeron talked about this. He said, this team, our rebuild right now, reminds us of them. Well, during that year, they had some of the guys that were on this team were not on the trip to Mississippi State. They went up there with some unproven defensive linemen, and they got beat by 30 points. Now, granted, that's not the same Mississippi State team we'll see uh, here soon, and, and Montez Sweat and and guys like that aren't walking through the door. Uh, but I do think it will be interesting because there ain't no there ain't no lead up uh, in this one by playing Rice and UTSA and whoever else was on the schedule previously. You're moving right on into SEC play, and and defensive line for me will just be such a question mark until we know what they've got. Yeah, and that happens on a college roster, and and there are certain years that it just like it running back for LSU this year. And you, we've seen what Chris Curry and what Ty Davis Price and John Emery can bring to the table, but we don't know what they're going to bring when they're asked to shoulder the load without Clyde Edwards-Alaire doing what he did last year. And, and so there's positions on every college team that are like that each year, and this year for LSU, it's really that defensive line that's going to be an interesting watch. One other note for you guys, Ed Ogeron did say right now uh, that the linebackers are shaping up to be Damone Clark, 
Jabril Cox and Micah Baskerville. Not really anything surprising there. But uh, that third linebacker spot for LSU has been uh, somewhat of a not question mark, but one that was really uh, one that was really highly contested with guys like Ray Thornton, uh, Devonta Lee, and some of those other guys around there uh, battling it out for that. But uh, he did say that those three have taken kind of the bull by the horns. Two of them not really surprising, but uh, good for Michael Baskerville who. Uh, played early as a freshman, had that tough kind of outing against Florida, uh, but seems to be having a really, really good fall camp. Uh, Shay, uh, we're going to try to finish it off with a little bit of positivity, and uh, it's uh, Shay's story time uh, for for you uh, listeners out there. Uh, let's hear about Eric Gilbert and what he's been doing in uh, fall camp so far. Well, yeah, I mean, I've caught a, I've caught one story, and, and it's got a, just a couple of short parts to it, but you know, we so often hear, uh, and these guys say, and, and look, I've had, I had one player uh, who relayed this message to me, and then I had uh, a couple of people who've been watching practices and, and said it, but they kind of all said, look, you guys write about all these recruits and four stars and five stars, and when they get here, we can't wait to humble them. Like, everyone has to go through that, and, and once you do go through it, and and you get humbled some, then you like to say, okay, when that next crop comes through, uh, I'll be doing the humbling, and uh, they laughed that when Derek Stingley got here, it wasn't that. And we even heard it from Joe Burrow, who was like, look, I've been trying to pick on him. And he picks me off. And he was like, "He's no way this kid's 18. And then they say now, they said, no, this is back-to-back years. This never happens. They said that Eric Gilbert is Stingley. And one of them said that there were two, I guess, two times in practice. I'm sure there's been more, but uh, these were just the two stories I heard where uh, one, he just caught, they were running a quick little slant and uh, threw it to him and you know this can get you five seven yards and uh, and certainly the first down and I think they said it was second down and they were doing this and he catches it and burns everyone and he burned the linebackers who start and, and we don't have to name names and he burned the safeties who are very good athletes as well uh, without naming names ran right by him everyone and and it sort of stopped practice like everyone's jaw dropped and then he did it again that time just adding in a stiff arm and just putting a guy just straight into the dirt leaving everybody again touchdown and they're th- thinking whoa i mean and jacoby stevens's quote that's 250 running right at you running a four six with wide receiver hands and then he corrected himself because it's actually better than a lot of wide receivers that are out there and i believe it and we saw it in high school he was ranked number one tight end for a reason but yes losing chase sucks uh for lsu and and fans and the media who wanted to watch him play uh, but if there's something to now get excited about, or at least something else that doesn't involve uh, Chase or what it means for Terrace Marshall or any of that, it's that this LSU team has added a tight end who my guess is going to break that record set by Thaddeus Moss of most catches in a season by a tight end and most yards in a season by a tight end. I don't know if it'll be this year, but before he leaves campus, my guess, and I feel like it's a, a good guess, an educated one, is that he's sitting number one on the tight end record books for a handful of stats. Good stuff there. And one th- one other thing, Ed Ogeron last week said he took one, he went right down the, the seam of the defense and and just burned the middle linebacker right down the middle of the field. I think he said they're, they're running some sort of you know fly route and he called it a dagger to the heart of a defense. Any Anytime you have somebody like that that can do that. So uh, Eric Gilbert, expectations obviously through the roof. Uh, it's pretty rare. Uh, you get to cover guys like this I feel like in you know back-to-back years well back-to-back-to-back years I feel like we've gotten Jamar uh, Derek Stingley and and now Gilbert uh, so I mean it's it's gonna be a special time to to follow him for the next three years 
at LSU and he'll probably, let's be real, if all things work out, he'll be out the door uh, pretty quickly to the NFL as uh, probably a, a very highly drafted uh, tight end when it's all said and done. You can't opt out and turn pro as a freshman. So that's just some good news for everyone to sleep on tonight is that <laughs> Eric Gilbert can't go anywhere. So you've got that going for you. Yeah, well, after an uh, interesting time, it's good to catch up and end on a little bit of positivity. But with that, guys, we're going to shut down this edition of the podcast. We'll be back later in the week with another edition of the pod, focusing more on the recruiting side of things. What's next for LSU? 2022s were able to be contacted now by college coaching staffs on Tuesday. And we've got the list of names and we'll have reactions uh, as well from those guys as uh, they can be contacted by the coaching staffs for the first time. They don't have to have the go-betweens or whatever. Uh, to get on the phone with Ed Ogeron and the staff. Uh, and plenty of five stars have already been reached out to by the coaching staff, so be sure to check that out. But for now, we're going to wrap up this edition of the pod. Hope everyone enjoyed it, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Go 24-7 podcast.